0: Thank you for joining us on The Skeptic Sidekick, where we delve into ancient societies, the ghosts, the paranormal, UFOs, all looking at it from the perspective of the true believer and from the skeptic perspective. Joining me, my partner, my co-host, my sibling, Kimber Rodriguez. Myself, I am Richard Gregg. And again, let's look into Being the Skeptic Psychic. Hello, good evening, and thank you once again for coming to the Skeptic Psychic, where we delve into wonderful things. Tonight, with me, as always, the intelligent, the outstanding, the co creator of this wonderful podcast, the one, the only, Kimber Rodriguez. Hey, how are you this week? I'm doing well. I'm sorry about yesterday, but you had a headache, so.
1: Yes, I, I apologize to everybody for the not being on yesterday. Um, I don't know if it's a mixture of the weather, allergies, the time of year. I don't know what, but I was not functionable yesterday. I apologize. Mhm.
0: Yeah. And I would so, have been he, here, people. I'm so sorry.
1: Well. Could have gone on without me.
0: Well, I could. Do you really need me here? Exactly, I do need you. That's the point. You oh. are the co-star of this show. I can't do anything uh, with this show without you.
1: Oh, I feel so special.
0: That's right, you're special, Ed.
1: hmm So you even get to
0: the- ride in a special bus.
1: I don't think I. Nope, never been on a short bus.
0: Yeah, it's a short yellow bus.
1: Nope, (laughs) sorry, not me. So again, thank you for joining us tonight. Um, If you're on YouTube watching us, make sure you like and subscribe and hit the notification. And if you're listening to the replay of this, we are on Apple Podcasts and wherever podcasts are found. Make sure you rate and review us. And how many stars do we like?
0: We like chi san chi go loco five stars.
1: Yes, we Uh, do like that six.
0: Hello, Raymond. How are you doing today? Great to feel that she feels better.
1: Yes, thank you, Raymond. And yes, we do like five stars, but we'll take whatever you give us and make sure you do leave a review. That's a great way to get a shout out. And anything new on your end this week? Mm.
0: See, work, sleep, and eat.
1: I know the feeling.
0: Tonight was. Uh...
1: <laughs> count, count to five, only three. Well, we'll take three. Whatever you can give us, we'll take it. We appreciate it
0: anything. <laughs> Although, what was, uh, like I said, basically tonight is Taco Monday. We want to be ah. rebels. We eat uh, tacos every Monday. Uh,
1: we had pork steak with mashed potatoes, peas, and asparagus.
0: Five million. Okay.
1: Yes. So, what are we talking about tonight? I'm sure our listeners are waiting with anticipation to hear tonight's topic.
0: Well, imagine, if you will, a government cover up, a government program. And these days, people pay up to five to $10,000 just to have that experience. We're talking about remote viewing.
1: Yes, um, I actually have a story. Can I share a story before we get into the topic?
0: Share the story, share away. Okay.
1: Well, the first time I heard about remote viewing, um, I didn't know it was called remote viewing, but my mother told me a story on when my now step uncle when his wife had their second child and according to my mom her and my dad and my now step uncle were sitting around and he was telling them about how his wife just had a baby and before he could even get the words out of his mouth my mom was like oh well where were you it doesn't it didn't look like it was in a hospital And he's like, what are you talking about? She's like, well, I I had a dream last night and it didn't look like a hospital. Where were you? And so he's like, oh, well, it was in a birthing center. And she's like, oh, okay. And so why was this person there? And why was that person there? And who was this person? And she basically, instead of my step-uncle telling the story of the birth of my now step-cousin, my mother was telling the story as if she was right there in the room. And my step-uncle and my dad were just in shock and they're like how did you know this and she's like i told you i had a dream about it last night and so that was my first experience with hearing about remote viewing um i didn't until an adult find out what it was actually called but i just always found that that story fascinating about how someone could tell you every single little detail about a situation without even actually physically being there and so yeah That that's just my little story to share with y'all tonight.
0: Well, uh, once this topic is over, we've discussed it. Uh, I have a a story I'd like to share with you uh, about uh, this uh, the remote viewing type situation.
1: Oh, come on, share it now! You know me and my um, my insatiable uh, insatiable curiosity. I, I just can't wait my nope. ADD.
0: You can't, you nope, can't nope. make me wait. You got to tell me. Nope. You got to wait. Got to wait. Because it is it is around the, the facts of facts versus opinions, that sort of thing. Okay. Well,
1: then I guess we better get started with the topic. It wraps so everything get up in a bow
0: point. and makes the package a complete item.
1: Oh Well, in that case, I guess we better get started because I, I'm going to want to hear this story. So should we All jump right. into
0: it? Let's jump into the skeptic psychic on remote viewing. Now, ladies and gentlemen, picture yourself in a blank room. Nothing on the walls, but a slight gray color. Maybe you're seated, maybe you're not. But the chair is in the same grab tone as the walls. It should be a drab tone. No windows, no noise, just you in the room by yourself. But that doesn't matter. Because you are somewhere else, somewhere lush and green, a jungle setting with thick vegetation. The humidity is stifling, and you hear the call of an exotic bird, Hoo-haw-haw! from above. You focus, however, on a tent far below your vantage point. You can picture inside the tent clearly as a jungle around you. You see a table with maps, guns. And a man standing over a map, gesturing on the area to the south as he speaks to a man across from him. You focus on the map, and then you focus on the men. Suddenly, you're back in that same blank room. And someone stands before you, ready to take your report and give you the exact coordinates of a base camp. The Bush airfield indicated on the map and what the men were discussing. A call goes out, and a drone strike is called to take out our key player in the Colombian Colombian drug cartel and a stash of ammunition and drugs loading up to run for America. Or perhaps you've been viewing the desert, an extremist group plotting terrorism, or observing a wasteland in Siberia where, not all as it seems, a hidden missile silo under the snow-covered tundra. You see, it doesn't matter where in the world a thing or a person is because you can go there this instant in your mind not a fanciful imagination but for real so real you can count the nails on the wall and see the buttons someone lost on their jacket only that morning
1: you know that really sounds like a plot from a movie And it has been used in film time and time again. But I keep cutting out. Are you all able to see me? My screen keeps cutting in and out on my screen. (laughs) Am I here? I'm here. Okay. Um, As I said, it has been used over and over again in film. But today we're actually talking about a phenomenon, as we mentioned before, called remote viewing. And this is the ability that some people do have to project their consciousness outward to somewhere they perhaps have never been before. And I know this may sound like a conspiracy, but it actually has been proven that governments have had this program and devoted such studies, including trying to mold individuals with the talent to be quote unquote psychic weapons, being able to kill without touch
0: Hmm, also sounds like a little bit of Scanners, but that really sounds far-fetched, doesn't it? But it's true. While the movie The Men Who Stare at Ghosts was a dark comedy, it was taken from a non-fiction book published in 2004 by John Ronson. Now, he describes in the late 1970s and 80s a group of army officers undertook a project basing it on varying paranormal phenomena and of the potential of some that had not only gathered intel for the military, but a rather real study in which a group of men stayed at a specialized goat lab at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. The men spent their time hard at these goats, trying to successfully stop their hearts, and one early in the program supposedly succeeded. Guy Savelli, who was a martial arts instructor and a spiritual healer who is recruited to train soldiers at Fort Bragg in a survival, evasion, resistance, and escape program called S-R-E-R. S-E-R-E. He also taught to hand combat, as well as apparently having caused the death of one test goat. Savelli also researched the subject at Duke University, the Psychic Research Institute, and the Mind Science Foundation located in San Antonio, Texas. We don't have time to focus on just Savelli today. However, you may want to read up on more of him and let your interest as he led an interesting life.
1: Um, I just want to point out that our beautiful niece, Jackie, is with us tonight um, in the chat. And hello, Jackie. We love you, too. Um, Uh, As for being not so raven... um, In a sense, but Raven's uh, visions were more of like things that were going to happen where remote viewing happens as it's happening. Yes. Yes, and we love you. Thank you for joining us. Hello, uh, Jacqueline. Now, the government has gone into a lot of studies over the years using psychic phenomenon, and how could it best be used to benefit them. Um, some of these include the Stargate project of 1978, which was at Fort Meade, Maryland. This project had persecutor, I'm sorry, precursors and sister projects, all going by various code names, such as the Gondola Wish, the Grill Flame, Center Lane, Project CF, sunstreak and skanate but the stargate project was primarily used for the remote viewing this special project ran from 1978 all the way to 1987 though the government insists that it was very small scale it utilized around 15 to 20 people and was housed in an in old wooden barracks that leaked when the project was declassified. The information was obtained was vague at best. Um, this included irrelevant and incorrect data, or data, 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 whichever tomato tomato, and led to many to believe that it wasn't real, bringing in the conspiracy theories behind it. However, it always noted as a set of protocols designed to make researching clairvoyance and out-of-body experiences as scientific as possible. With remote viewing becoming a sort of shorthand to describe itself once the formal framework had been worked out. The phrase remote viewing was coined by a phase of one scientist named Ego Schwan. It should be noted, however, that Project Stargate only received missions as a last ditch attempt after all other intelligence resources had been exhausted.
0: Ugh, tongue, sorry.
1: Words not uh, coming.
0: Yeah. I mean, what is known is that the CIA and the DIA decided to fund the programs, often switching who was running the program between two branches. Reviews began made semi-annually in both the Senate and the House Secret uh, Committee levels. Resources for that project were kept secret from the person remote viewing, so as to keep the incorrect information from damaging the subject's confidence. Supposedly the government had subjects who not only claimed to seek the current events but uh, with also someone who claimed pre as to sense that that would happen in the future which is basically that's so
1: raven it's the future i can, I can see, see. <laughs> yes it is well known that the government was basing their programs on the rumor that the soviet union was spending somewhere around 60 Billion rubles a year in their own psychotronic research program. Say that three times.
0: And word was. Program, psychotronic <laughs> research program. Psychotronic research program.
1: Okay, okay. And word was that the Soviets had positive results.
0: Before the Soviets started there, there was a Nazi program under Heinrich Himmler science organization Einarwerk. Himmler's program covered a wide range of study and were often very well funded. While the Nazi party was while the Nazi party was obsessed with the occult ransacking museums across their uh, occupied territories for mystical texts and any item they felt held any sort of magic or holy significance such as the sage prayerless a.k.a. the Holy Grail, the spirit destiny, which is thought to be the spear that was used on Christ.
1: Um, yeah, it's kind of like having a crystal ball live on feed, which would actually be pretty cool, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, could you possibly have someone's consciousness to say a screen for viewing? Huh. So do you mean like reading somebody else's mind and using their their eyes to see or ha- like what do you mean by that Jackie also soviets having joined the allies against germany had captured their own cachet of scientific documents which probably included some of what allies had discovered documents of esp psychokinesis, map dowsing, as well as the remains of burned sacrificial skulls. Oh, goodness. Surrounded by remains of Teutonic symbols and rites. So it looks like they were doing some kind of like um, I don't know uh, what would you call that? Like some kind of rituals along with it?
0: Mm-hmm. Now, to uh, answer Jackie's question about the fact of it being like a crystal ball on live feed Uh usual remote viewings see it as a third person while there is a small percentage of actually seeing through these person's eyes that they're looking uh they're trying to track so
1: interesting so instead of like hearing their thoughts they're seeing their thoughts like she says yes interesting
0: Just uh, so while the uh, Nazi Party began their psychic arm race, the Soviets picked it up next, inspiring the United States to begin fiddling with studies themselves.
1: The first priority of our government, being that of resisting mind control, as it was believed the Soviets were succeeding in this field. Videos of American prisoners of war spouting off communist rhetoric was leaked from behind Soviet lines, which seemingly confirmed that rumor. After all, we couldn't have our leaders or military might having their minds twisted by a future enemy, could we? Since this time, we have learned a lot about our own government's attempts at psychic research. But those of the former Soviet Union are sketchy as they are still guarded their records firmly. Rumors abound, however, and it's theorized that it still exists today um, with electronic interference, electromagnetic radiation, radar, and surveillance that can only, I'm sorry, that cannot only transmit sound like buzzings, grinding metal, or piercing squills into a person's head or affect their bodies. Most recently, This was reported in Havana, where in fall of last year, they dubbed it Havana Syndrome, after a series of American diplomats and embassy workers were affected. In fact, this phenomenon has been happening at Cuba, or Cuba, Cuba, since 2016, and it has spread into other countries.
0: The likelihood stands that the Havana Syndrome, in which due to international microwave interference. This phenomenon of the nervous nervous system interacting with microwaves had been noted by Dr. Alan Frey in 1961, who experienced this for himself. Frey even backed up his theory in the 1970s in a series of experiments held at the University of Washington. His research, however, was at a lower dose than what was thought to be weaponized now. Frey believed himself that the energy from the microwave rays were being produced inside of his head rather than an auditory sensation. The belief being that the energy was being absorbed by our soft brain tissue and converting it into a pressure wave that would move through the base of the skull and be interpreted by the brain as a sound.
1: Okay, that just sounds pretty creepy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, Now, the highly controversial MKUltra was a CIA-backed mind control program that hit the ground running in 1953. This was long before Stargate, and it included over 150 numbered subprojects. These included a psychopharmacology program, in which drugs were used to try and enhance psychic function, often without the subject, even knowing that they were being given large amounts of LSD. So this was without their permission. Mm -hmm. Um, It moved on to other drugs also, but LSD was king being purchased in huge amounts from a Swiss pharmacist as a hallucinogenic that had been synthesized since
0: the 1930s, unwilling subjects were not only given psychedelics but also paralytics and sometimes even electroshock therapy. Testing was conducted at universities, hospitals, and prisons in both the United States and through a psychologist who applied the, the techniques as to Canadian patients. MKUltra and its sub programs ran for over a decade. Not much is clear. However, as the panic caused by Watergate, the CIA might have had many records destroyed. No one knows just how many subjects were involved and how often they were all treated, or what doses or which cocktail of drugs was known throughout the, was known throughout the horrifics. Many have stepped forward, claiming they've been used by the program against their will, including Boston Mobster. Whitey Boger, Unabobber, Ted Kaczynski, Marshall Applewhite, who is the leader of the Heaven Gate cult, and Charlie Manson.
1: Now, MKUltra did, however, lead to many techniques of modern torture practices that shocked the world when it was discovered to be used on detainees in place of I'm sorry, in places like Guantanamo Bay, and Abu Ghrabi. Mm -hmm. Those horror stories are for another podcaster to cover. However, however, we do want to warn you, should you decide to read into those torture practices, they are very disturbing to see and read about, which is why I said this was a highly, highly controversial project that our own government
0: used. Let's go ahead and skip to the good stuff, come on. The first fourway of inter-remote view, uh, viewing began in 1972 at Stanford Research Institute in Menlo Park, California. At this time, the Department of Defense was running the program and Russell Targ and Harold Puthoff, there are those names, were the researchers spearheading the project. The researchers claimed that they required a 60% accuracy of their subjects and that the experiments often exceeded that, especially as the project continued its development.
1: Israeli British Yuri Geller was among their first subjects. And G- Geller went on to become an international celebrity later as an illusionist, a magician, and a self proclaimed psychic. He was often seen on television bending spoons and other illusions such as making watches speed up or slow down with what he claimed was simply the strength of his mind. The BBC even did a documentary in 2013 claiming Yuri was possibly a psychic spy for the CIA who had been recruited by Mossad and worked as an official secret agent for Mexico. Geller claims in the documentary how he erased floppy disks carried by KGB agents by simply changing the word erase I'm sorry Thinking think it's supposed to be chanting the word erase over and over and over again.
0: Geller was even brought on to the Johnny Carson show in an attempt to trip him up which had succeeded however this just propelled him into a greater popularity as Geller believers claimed that this was he was the real deal.
1: You know, that really doesn't make a lot of sense though.
0: It did to them. As if he was faking his abilities, then he would have a thousand times success rate if it really was mental ability. Then he could naturally fall from time to time. Okay, Um, wasn't the
1: whole thing about the bending spoons like they had like two spoons in their hand, or I remember there was some way that they proved that that trick to be false um, a few years back.
0: Yes, Um, uh, James Randi was the first one to actually do that. Ah, gotta love Randi. Yes, in fact, uh, probably possibly a future episode. Being this is a skeptic psychic, we should do a story. A uh, a story on the on the greatest con man uh, and interest interest on uh, not only Uri Geller but also James Randy
1: you're reading my mind right here on screen ladies and gentlemen I was just about to say the exact same thing and my wonderful psychic brother Beat me to the punch. But yeah, I was just gonna say we should do an episode on James Randy being this is the skeptic psychic, as well as Yuri Geller. So yeah, you saw it right here, folks. Yes. A real psychic activity. Anyway. It's, our
0: minds are linked.
1: There you go. That's it. We're just so much alike we that like. we can finish each other's sentences.
0: We can finish each other's sandwiches too.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, we wouldn't be who we were without tossing out a little nugget. Yuri Geller claimed under hypnosis that all his paranormal powers were given to him by, brace yourselves, extraterrestrials. It's the aliens, man. It's always the aliens. Now, not only did the aliens beam him up from our world to their spaceship, 50,000 light years away from the earth, But Geller's good friend, John Lennon, imagine, apparently had an alien encounter early one morning while he was lying in bed.
0: In it, Lennon supposedly witnessed a strobing sphere of light appearing with no apparent source. And an extraterrestrial hand stretching out and handing him a very small but heavy golden egg. Lennon immediately called Geller to come meet him at three in the morning, right after it happened. Upon arriving, Lennon handed the egg over, explaining he thought it was an alien rock and left it with Geller for safekeeping.
1: Ah, the
0: golden yeah. egg. Yes. Picture yourself with the golden egg in your hand, always going over to see Yuri. No, Yuri. The, yeah, I'm sorry? Yuri coming to see you. At 3 a.m. in the morning.
1: Yes. Since then, Geller has kept the rock in his collection of other memorabilia. He gets asked a lot about it, but he does say the one thing he knows is that it is not a rock. Well, he refuses to have it officially analyzed because they'll find out he's a fraud, but that's just my mm-hmm. opinion. Um, he says he wants to believe John's words and not find out if Lennon himself handed him something man- manufactured in China.
0: But we'll save uh, Yuri for his own episode next year. We promise it will be worth the wait. Getting back to Stanford research, target put-off back in 1972, it was their research and supposedly successful results that interested the Department of Defense in this program. They recruited psychology professor at the University of Oregon, one Ray Hyman to get down to Stanford and investigate not only the program, but Geller himself.
1: Now, unfortunately, Hyman chalked Geller up as a complete fraud, and Targ and off lost their government contract. Then, the trio headed off into their own direction to seek other funding, and the government, and another.
0: However, not all remote viewing experiments were complete busts. There was a small operation on remote viewing also taking place at Wright-Patterson Air Force Base in Ohio in the later of 1970. No one really believed in it so it ran only on a tiny budget, but the head of the facility project had a secretary named Rosemary Smith who believed that she also had psychic powers. In 1976, Miss Smith stepped up to the plate, and having been handed nothing more than the knowledge she was to find a downed Soviet bomber that had gone down in Africa, sat down, drew a map that led to within a few miles of the plane's location. At this point, the military had already exhausted all the satellite technologies they had at the time and pulled every contract string they could in, in the area to try and find it, but... Rosemary's map led them to the spot in the jungle where a team saw a villager caught all pieces of metal off the plane. The villager then led them into a short distance off to the crash site.
1: Jackie asks Is always in hope Ohio causing trouble? Um, I don't know, I haven't heard much about Ohio other
0: than. Wright-Patterson uh, Air, Force, Air Force Base. Yeah, that's where, true. Rumor has it they have alien bodies. There you go. Yeah. And someone says they can't hang with y'all. No, that's,
1: that's Jackie as well. She says she can't with us because okay. we're just so, we're funny.
0: Yes. It's always you know, the no secret, secret projects, projects there. there. Yes. yes.
1: There are New Mexico or Nevada.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Now, it was a stunning piece of news to the military who didn't even try to keep it quiet. In fact, President Jimmy Carter related the story how Rosemary went into a trance and then handed out the latitude and longitude coordinates of the plane. In fact, when President Carter was asked how he had taken the news when it was given to him, he replied, with skepticism.
0: The government had other planes successfully located with the help of other viewers, such as Gary Landford and Ken Bell. But those successors don't offset the failures. When the Ukrainian rugby team crashed in the Andes in 1972, uh, betrayed in the book and movie called Alive, a remote viewer tried to help. A Belgian by the name of Gerard Crosset Junior insisted the plane had gone eighty miles south of the actual location, caused a lot of wasted time, money, and effort in searching for the wrong area. Funny enough, a sidekick in a poorer neighborhood of the team's hometown of Montevideo was actually pinpoint the plane's location right after it crashed, as the error had a, already seen a flyover by a search plane and was rolled out for a additional search. In a strange twist of irony, the Belgian, while completely misreading the plane's location, had, it, however, accurately described the conditions in which they would be found in.
1: You know, it, it's. I want to point out here. This is really interesting because you have first this why worldwide renowned psychic, and of course, the, the their worldwide psychic is incorrect. They
0: ate each other. Yes, they did.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, Raymond, they did. But anyway, the this world-renowned psychic is incorrect. But yet this little unknown person in a poor village where these people came from got it right on the dot. Now, the reason I find this interesting is it shows you the parallels of somebody who's rich and famous that's probably doing it for the wrong reasons just to get renown and money. And then somebody who really truly has the gift and they're just wanting to help out. And they get the gift and they use the gift properly. But of course, nobody pays attention to this person because, oh, well, we've never heard of them. So they can't be right. But this person's so big. Oh, they've got to be right. It's just the irony in it, if that makes sense. Um,
0: Irony upon irony. Yes.
1: Now, there is, however, a story that we'd like to share that happened back in 1938. A Russian plane had gone down in the Arctic somewhere and no one knew if it had crashed on the Soviet side or on the American side. Well-loved Australian aviator and world explorer Sir George Hubert Wilkins volunteered to go on the U.S. side of the mission to hopefully find and rescue the pilot and passengers, as he was already familiar with the American Tundra having completed numerous expeditions from the air and by submarine. Sir George
0: had an interest in extrasensory perception and arranged to mentally send updates of a rescue to a New York writer who also had the ESP interest named Harold M. Sherman. Sir George would mentally send his updates at a prearranged time during the week and then both would write the information down. Sherman. <laughs> Sherman. Sherman. Yes. Sherman. Yes.
1: He dutifully recorded his impressions and had them notarized so he would have proof that he hadn't cheated. What happened then was surprising, as it turns out that both logs contained the same exact information. The surprise was more that Sir George often forgot or missed his allotted thoughts through space time frame due to being busy with the rescue search. But Sherman picked them up anyway. In fact, Sherman utilized not thought transference, but remote viewing, as he not only noted what was happening with Sir George, but also Sir George's location and conditions surrounding him at the time. Even when Sir George had it psychically, psychically sent them,
0: and that little psychic bicycle, they do- yes. documented their findings in a book they co-authored called "Thoughts Through Space." Sir George went on to other things, but Sherman went on to write about developing psychic abilities and potential, and even some science fiction novels. He is, however, not only mentioned in articles on the subject of remote viewing, which is a shame.
1: You know, it does make you wonder if perhaps Sherman should have been there, the one to, if he should have been the one to lead, rather than only act as a receiver for what the writer Upton Sinclair linked as mental radio. Perhaps if Sherman had been in charge, the Lost Plane would have been located.
0: Unfortunately, though, it never was. Both men, however, are incredibly interesting and worth a read-up, should you uh, have an interest.
1: But we've wandered away from the military involvement, haven't we? Yes. One of the Army's units in 1970s, known as Detachment G, who didn't like the idea of bringing in random psychics for research so they pulled men from within the Army's ranks instead. These men were assigned to the Remote remote Viewing Division, and in 1979, they were called upon to mentally investigate a Soviet naval base. In this investigation, the men were told to concentrate on a photo that was inside of a closed envelope. One of the unit members, Joseph McMoneagle, described a building on a shoreline smelling of gas and industrial products.
0: No, Biggie, right? After all, they were told it was a naval base they were looking into, which would naturally be along the shore. And the gas and in industrial sense would obviously be present at such a facility.
1: Well, Mick Monagel then said inside of the building was a large coffin-like object with fins, kind of like a shark. And he thought this was
0: a weapon. Surprise, surprise, ladies and gentlemen. When the few months later, the CIA gets its first satellite view of the Soviet's new ballistic missile submarine, now known as the typhoon class. The name of that nuclear sub in the USSR was akula also known uh, in english as shark
1: mick moneagle is dismissive of criticism with the project that has received over the years according to interviews he said the government wasn't using the psychics to find people or things but rather had around 15 remote viewers in total who operated under strict guidelines to provide additional information to be used in conjunction with satellite or spy intelligence received. Nothing obtained in a session was ever used unless it was corroborated by other evidence.
0: Mr. Monagle states that his job consisted of reporting to one-person office, where he sat in the desk with a typewriter and a mug of coffee. He would be presented with a variety of sealed envelopes differing in shape or size, and it would be asked to supply information of, on whatever was inside. If a photograph of a person was inside, he would ask to describe what the person was located, such as hostages in Iran. He claimed to predict when Skylab was going to fall nearly 11 months before re-entered Earth's atmosphere in 1979. He named the city and described the apartment where Bridget Deer, General James Dozer was held hostage by the Red Brigades in 1981.
1: Wow. He claims to have participated in around 450 different missions, but his favorite was in 1980 when he was handed the envelope containing a picture of a suspected KGB agent in South Africa. At the time of his capture, the CIA had no idea how he was transmitting his information to the Soviets. McMoneagle then told them that the man liked using his pocket calculator. Sure enough, he said, the agents discovered the calculator to be a shortwave radio in disguise.
0: He also insists that the reported $20 million spent during the project's 20-year period were peanuts, considering he estimates the program saved the government nearly $240 million, by finding lost Scud missiles during the Persian Gulf War. Speaking on research that suggests remote viewing only working about 15% of the time, he replied, there is a huge percentage of intelligent collection systems that don't always do as well as well.
1: You know, is that
0: supposed to make me feel safe with our intelligence program? It wasn't just the United States dumping money into the programs. While we were worried about programming going into Russia, China, and Vietnam, the British themselves were interested as well, in fact. Right after 9-11, the British Prime Minister, Tony Blair, had a plan to use clairvoyance to track down Osama bin Laden. To help weed out the charlatans, a test was devised to test the abilities, a target image of buildings, places, events, and objects, or people were put into a sealed envelope with the psychic having not only guessed what the envelope contained, but also replicated on a blank piece of paper. According to now declassified documents, the first two tests spent 10 minutes with his head in his hand. Eventually, it became obvious that the man had fallen asleep with his head slumped forward and his breathing deepened. At some point during the two-hour session, the man woke up got up to his restroom, and just before he sat down, grabbed a pen and doodled on the paper.
1: Okay. Um, So do you think he was falling asleep, or do you think he went into a trance? Because, you know, sometimes a trance can look like you're sleeping. Unless he was snoring, then he'd be asleep.
0: Well, they did say he was kind of snoring.
1: Oh, goodness. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, his envelope revealed a picture of Mother Teresa. His doodle a square with an oval within, and a question mark. Next to it, he had scribbled of a structure, noting it as a white tower. Under that was a stepped pyramid shape, marking it as a step structure. And the letters A-O-L.
0: It was, okay, yeah, the, the internet company, I guess.
1: I guess. Um finally there was a straight-sided pyramid. Surprisingly this was held as a success with one official saying the pyramid res- represented the triangular section of her clothing and another stated the square and oval probably indicated the image was a portrait and argued it could represent her face. The individual passes As it was determined, there was a possibility he had assessed some of the target's images' features.
0: Now, there's no way of knowing that this how far the British program even went, as not much information has been released on it. So with this uh, picture of Mother Teresa and his little doodle, we're going to, of course, the wonderful... uh, there is the
1: image are y'all able to see that to me that looks nothing like mother Teresa. but no i think they're grasping at straws
0: yep we're smart
1: it's just my opinion
0: we're better than you excuse me sorry
1: And they don't have the same protocols that we have with the Freedom of Information Act enacted here in 1966. Though our government does try and get around to that a lot. They try to skip around that and try to, you know, find our ways to, you know, go against our Freedom of
0: Information Act. Mm hmm. But it was in 1995 when the remote viewing of project Stargate was declassified and shut down. Some reports say it was still uh, with other other studies ca- continuing under government funding. But with Stargate's decommission, those declassified projects allowed the military officials to take them into civilian world. As such, remote viewing is available now at almost readily as visiting an everyday psychic medium. Mostly now, it's used to try and find missing persons, though it can range from lost items to learning more about the birth parent or discover relatives within a geological tree. Now, such businesses use a format that's considered officially as controlled remote viewing, or CPR, meaning the viewers work blind. The information wanted is given to a controller Who then turns to the viewer the viewer has no idea who the client is or what the question is their information is truly unbiased all the viewer is giving as a broad idea such as you're looking for a location a person a place a thing a process etc and the viewer in return aren't trying to pull up a name of whatever the target is but rather describe it Whatever perceptions they are aware, they write down, starting with descriptive words and then filling in a various levels of detail. It is only then that the report is drawn up and shared with the client. As being with the past military, it is considered a disciplined step-by-step process, not writing down whatever random idea comes in your head. Practitioners from the military prior to decommission, however, state that CVR is a skill that anyone can learn. However, like anything in else life, some people excel and others do not get that far.
1: Sorry, I'm, I'm back now. I apologize for that delay. Um, I hope our viewers were able to get back with us. Um, Gail Husick, founder and CEO of the Husick Group, is considered a leading expert in the field, likening CRV to a mental martial arts. If you want to be a black belt, it's good for you to have some athletic talent, but that's not going to get you all the way there. She also points out that CRV isn't 100% or an instant answer to all of your questions. What you're looking for is patterns and clues. For instance, on a missing person case, there's going to be some stuff in the session that is just off. Or does it make sense? But hopefully there will be enough in the middle that is accurate. That describes or sketches some landmarks that local law enforcement will recognize.
0: In fact, it wasn't even after many years ago, she wouldn't have laughed at the idea of such a career.
1: Gail actually tried her first target after about a day and a half of formal training with former military CRV specialists. She, she was to complete a written session based on a photo that was withheld from her. She says, the only thing that I was told about the target before attempting remote view was that it was a location. It could have been any place on earth. As I began to work on my remote viewing session, I became aware of various perceptions, almost like an aperture rapidly opening and closing, just long enough to reveal a flash of an image. In my mind's eye, I could see a sunny outdoor landscape. I sensed a body of water, dark blue and expansive. And motion involving some sort of man made vehicle. Something about the whole thing made me feel very happy. After I completed my written session, my instructor handed me the feedback on the photo of people enjoying a sunny day on a water in a powerboat.
0: Wow, a powerboat. Woohoo! Sounds so yeah. like fun. Let's go. Not all, uh, not all remote viewers are as down to earth. Major Ed Dames was one of the first army students studying under Ingo Swan during the third stage of coordinate related remote viewing. Dames never went beyond the coordinate training as he was supposed to serve as a session monitor and an aide to another viewer named Fred Atwater. However, He has since gone on to provide training and practice sessions to the public, as well as spoken out widely on his own remote viewing visions. He has
1: authored books on his experiences, also put out his own videos, and has quickly earned himself a reputation for pushing CRV into stranger tides, targeting topics such as cattle mutilation, the Ark of the Covenant, Atlantis, Mars, UFOs, as well as claims that he would be meeting with aliens in May of last year and provide proof. Yeah, we're still waiting on that proof, by the way.
0: Well, don't forget, he also knows for a fact that Bigfoot is real, everybody. He is mm-hmm. a prominent of the American late night talk show, Coast to Coast AM, covering a range of topics, but mostly he still speaks about kill shot which is essentially will be a cosmic burp from the sun, which will incinerate the earth. According to his predictions, Killshot has been going to happen for at least five or more years, which has hurt his credibility with a lot of his original believers.
1: Well, with book titles like Viewing the Future, Grim Predictions, he certainly sounds like he would be the life of the party. You know, maybe you should just get him to bring Bigfoot along so that the world can see for themselves what the big guy is all about and find out how he really feels about being named after his incredibly
0: large shoe size. I mean, his name might be Phil or Bob or Roger. Or Fred. Or Fred, yeah. (laughs) We don't know Bigfoot's name, so we have to call him Bigfoot. How about
1: just Big Hairy Dude?
0: Yeah, Big Hairy Dude. All right, party on. Yeah, (laughs) Dr. David Morehouse held an 18-year career with the Army, serving in a variety of divisions, including the Airborne Rifle Company and the Airborne Ranger, as well as serving in the 505 Parachute Infantry Regiment and trainer for the 82nd Airborne Division. It was late in his career that he joined Stargate. After a military exercise in Jordan where a stray machine gun bullet lodged in his helmet and knocked him out. It was then that he had held a vision of angelic figures telling him that he was on the wrong path. Military psychiatrists eventually determined the accident had unleashed David's own psychic powers and he was admitted into the program.
1: Uh, After the program shut down, he chose to leave the army and was the first to write about his experiences to the Army's dismay. He has since written four books, number four, three of which are nonfiction, including A Psychic Warrior inside the CIA Stargate Program, Non-Lethal Weapons, War Without Death, and Remote, and Remote Viewing, the Complete Handbook for Coordinate Remote Viewing. Now, unlike some of his contemporaries, Morehouse seems to be more positive in that he feels remote viewing can free you by looking beyond the suffering and fear around us to fearlessly seeing our infinite possibilities. Now he spends his time lecturing as well as received across Europe for his unique perspectives in the field.
0: How do back on to Joseph McMonagle. He had an obsession with a moderator once when a sealed envelope was on the table before him with a location and time period within. Without being told what the envelope contained, he was asked to see what the information they were requesting. Mon began to speak brokenly as if he was confused about what he was seeing. He saw the perception of a shadow of people who were tall and thin, but just a shadow as if they were once, but not anymore. There was a large and dressed in odd clothing, like a light silk that could cut rather than flowing. The people were ancient and out of their time or age, but rather philosophical about it than rather being upset. He saw shapes he likened to pyramids, Used passage leading underground and deep channels that had roads cut into them. There were shelters that people had turned to. He describes the impression of a globe passing through the remains of a comet's tail, warping the atmosphere and causing severe storms, which corrupted the environment. The people understood that they were long dead and were rather philosophical about it.
1: And so what was written on the envelope?
0: Location of planet Mars. The time? 1 million B.C. Right. So,
1: in that case, no matter what he said, nobody could prove if he was right or wrong on it. Yes. Okay.
0: Yes. Mm -hmm.
1: How convenient.
0: Yes.
1: David Morehouse, also once part of the Stargate program, still does interviews as well. In fact, YouTuber Sean Patrick Hazelnut of a through a darkly I'm sorry through a glass darkly posted a new interview with Morehouse just today. And he discussed whether or not part of that ancient Martian civilization McMoney saw managed to migrate to Earth and now lives deep underground here. Morehouse admits he believes that aliens exist and that they once existed on Mars. He even gives some interesting points on why they may visit or even sometimes crash land here on Earth.
0: You mean other than they must be some serious bad drivers?
1: I doubt those spaceships are cheap. And if someone has to be issuing certifications to fly them, yeah, they, they better be know what they're doing. However, he did hesitate to admit that the remote view he has, dames and others had a long dead civilization on Mars, have actually come to Earth.
0: So it wasn't just head, who had the vision.
1: There were three different remote viewers given that same envelope. He says, however, it all depends on each viewer and how they interpret the information they are given. If they feel the aliens stayed underground on Mars and died there, or if they came to Earth and went underground. Danes, however, appears to be a full proponent of more than one alien race who now lives under our feet. And the majority of us are unaware of it. Now, we're not going to spoil the interview, but we will provide you with the link for through a Glass Darkly video. In the show um, notes. As, yes, that will be in our show notes in our blog. So check out our website
0: to, to get the link for that. So now since the closing uh, down of Stargate, a variety of its former psychic spies have opened up on their own training clinics, both in person online, including Mon Eagle's, who hosts clinics in Virginia, costing $2,500 for a six-day clinic, which includes a one-on-one at the Monroe Institute, which includes shared double occupancy rooms and your meals.
1: Perhaps in your one-on-one, he can expand on that Mars viewing for you. We should mention, however, that McMoneagle also covers near-death experiences, out-of-body travel, and UFOs. He even wrote a book about exploring time and space through remote viewing called Mind Trek. And if you don't want to learn that in just a one-on-one setting, you can always order his four DVD course for just $200. And that's currently being offered at 50% off at his website.
0: If we're gonna go there, we should mention that Dr. Morehouse offers his own series of online courses. And they're on sale right now as well, typically $400 for both coordinated and extended remote viewing packages. He's now offered them both at the low, low price of $189.
1: So for any of you on the western side of the country, Paul Smith, whose history we haven't covered, has his own remote viewing psychic school on the outskirts of Cedar City, Utah. Smith's school offers a week-long program that calls three thousand dollars to attend. He insists that his Cadillac option, because of his CIA training, stating, my own particular approach is the closest to the original that is actually available out there. As for what the lure is to this field, Smith thinks the largest part is simply self actualization and the possibility that humans aren't just meat machines but we're capable of being so much more.
0: Now, for those who are too rich for your blood, there's always Laurie Williams of New Mexico's Institute, specialist, intuitive specialist. Her three-day workshop in the town of Mountaineer appears just to run 1,500, so she has a six-week online class for those who business and sit still for three days. That online runs around just for under $1,000. All of her programs have payment plans, but while she claims of to use Stargate training modules, she has uh, modified them some through her own experiences.
1: Also, she never worked with Stargate, but was trained by one of their former operatives.
0: All right, we're not sure if this is the real deal, but we easily found a downloadable copy of on FireDocs of what claimed to be the May 1st, 1986 Stargate training manual which was released publicly on the internet in July 5th of 1988. Again, the link would be in our show notes uh, if you wanted to take a look at that, including a waiver.
1: While the training classes you attend today appear to take a naturalistic approach There is a 1984 memo that detailed the difference between the Monroe Institute of Applied Science altered state approach to that of the straightforward one favored by the government. The Monroe Institute, which is where Joe McLean holds his sessions, participants would typically lie on a waterbed to get to that relaxed state. Audible relaxation tapes would be used to deepen that relaxation. In that relaxed state, the participant can offer some descriptions and would take instructions from a monitor with any sketches being drawn up at the end of the session. The participants would then end the session by reversing the relaxation process used to get them into their deepened state.
0: So... How do you get to reverse listening to a relaxation tape? Spin it backwards for those subliminal messages?
1: Uh, Probably listening to something a bit more peppy. You know, maybe some Kesha, maybe some ACDC. I don't know.
0: You're thinking like top 40 are more like death metal?
1: Yep. Pretty much. But I guess that's just a matter of your own personal
0: taste. Well, the SRI International Method typically has you sitting at the table ready to sketch, allowing you to enter a relaxed state, but highly alert state. There's no special method to enter the state as the session will simply start with a conversation and the monitor then giving you the task of the day. The person doing remote viewing would then interact with the monitor on those conversations and sketching on a piece of paper as the session continued. Once done, the participant simply leaves, never having left the relaxed state of alertness at any point.
1: You know, none of these have even mentioned a third form of remote viewing out there.
0: Well, rather than doodling their impressions, there was a program where participants would sit with a piece of paper and just free write whatever came to them in words rather than try to draw them. Analysts would then try to decipher the random words and sentences in some sort of understandable information.
1: You know, that would probably be better for me because I can't draw worth a darn. Yep. However, free writing has long been an accepted format of a wide variety. I'm sorry, a wide range of psychics in order to obtain information. Um, a lot of times they'll start writing, and you know the ghost is supposed to take over, or something's supposed to take over, and you know give them their thoughts or move their hand. Uh, Maybe. You know, even in the gaming world, they've gotten involved. Um, Google Play is home to the remote review, remote viewing tournament. This gives you a new target to focus on each day and compete against fellow competitors for a monthly prize. You know, I wonder how legitimate something like that could be.
0: Well, there's dozens of options at a very least that would appear should be giving choose to disappear down the search engine rabbit hole. So you should be have an interesting ride checking out the various sites there. We do want to clarify one thing though. Any of the sites or information on lessons and the like, we are not affiliated or related to any of them, nor do we guarantee that what you find there is the real deal. So please keep that in mind. You should decide to try out remote viewing for yourself. Well, if anyone's still out there, that's about all the time we have tonight. But next week, we can catch us again on the 20th, where we'll be covering the myth of the Wendango.
1: We'll con- we will continue to be recording through the holiday season rather than taking a break. So we look forward to chatting with you all again. We have had a, success- a suggestion from one of our fellow followers. Um, would you guys like for us to host a midweek show in which we answer your questions on the topic where it's more of like an open discussion format where you can, um, you know, either join us on video or on, you can join us on voice chat somehow where we can, uh, answer your questions or discuss the topic further. You can share some of your experiences. Um, or would you like to open up a group chat in our Facebook group? You know, what, what, how would you guys like uh, to help us improve the show? And, you know, how would you guys like to um, participate, I should say?
0: Yeah, we are definitely all open to any idea. Uh, just drop a comment uh, here on Facebook or on YouTube. And let us know what you'd like. Or would you like to have a different suggestion? Go ahead and write that as well. For we'd love to hear from you. Again, if you're uh, go through Apple at five stars. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Si yes, four. if you're listening,
1: if you're listening to this replay on Apple Podcasts, we do ask that you rate us five stars. We will take any rating you give us. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, we ask that you like and subscribe and hit the notification so you know when we have videos up. Um, I do want to get back to posting regular videos on there as well, aside from our live um, streams. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, or if you'd like to be on our show, if you have anything you'd like for us to talk about, you can always email us at info at or you can join us in our Facebook group, Skeptic Psychic, which is a safe and fun place to discuss all things skeptic or paranormal.
0: Right. We also do have the Twitch at Skeptic Sidekick and uh, we're on all uh, right now pretty much in all pod, uh, podcast formats including uh, Spotify and
1: Audible Lola. and Podbeam and Podchaser yeah. um, Google and you can watch us at our website um
0: Watch us live on our website, too, I believe. Or do we have that capability yet?
1: Future! (laughs) Yes, in the future. So, yeah, that's about it for for this week. Um, Other than that, we bid you adieu. Uh, We will be back next week at our regular time, regular channel. Sunday at 7 p.m. No, 7.30 Mountain Time. 6 30 Pacific, 8 30 Central, and 9 30 Eastern, right? Yeah,
0: right. And again, as I always like to say, unpleasant nightmares. Yes,
1: good night, everybody. Have a wonderful night, and we'll see you next week. Sweet good night. dreams.